N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 332 of the NYYST podcast. We are presented to you by NYY News TV. I am your host, Christian, and I'm all by my little Celine to open the show. Sorry if I ruined everybody's day by having to listen to that. But yes, I am here all by myself today. Unfortunately, SGR and Chris couldn't be here, but we wanted to get a new show out. And uh, it's Thursday night. It's a little after 10 o'clock. The Yankees just defeated the Blue Jays 4-2. to They took three out of four in Toronto. It was a great, great series for the Yankees. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how long this show is going to last today. I don't know if I'm going to make it. My voice has been pretty much shot since Saturday. I probably will be coughing a lot. I've had this cough I can't get rid of for over a week now. Uh, and I think I did even more damage to my my speaking abilities when I was screaming like a madman at the Yankee game on Saturday because that was a wild, wild game. Um, but yeah, let's just uh, let's just get into what we got to get into today, right? So, you know, Monday night, it all started, right? We all know what happened by now. It's, you know, you guys are going to be watching this on NYY News TV and, and uh, listening to this on podcast on Friday. So you all know what happened by now, right? Aaron Judge during the second at the second home run at bat late in the game, you know, was basically accused of cheating by the Toronto uh, announcers. And, you know, you can say that they did. Now, there's people, you know, I tweeted it and I used some very salty language when I tweeted it that, you know, you're accusing Aaron. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I'm just going to try to get through this as best as possible, guys. So, <clears throat> you know, they said that, you know, they don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but. And then they went ahead and basically accused Aaron Judge of, of cheating because he peeked over towards the first base dugout where the Yankees are are situated. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, later on in the at-bat, he hits one like 530 feet to dead center. And, um, you know, it was just a, a judgy and blast, as, as John likes to say. Here's the thing, right? Aaron Judge is the reigning MVP of Major League Baseball. He just hit 62 home runs, okay? He doesn't need to cheat, you know? And people, you know, they came at me in the comments. All these Canadians came at me in the comments, and apparently we're huge up in Canada, so thank you. Thank you to all the Canadian listeners. But, you know, like, oh, Aaron Judge has a history of cheating. Uh, give me some examples. You know, <laughs> somebody said... Oh, because uh, they used juiced balls in his 62 home run season. Okay. That, that's definitely cheating, right? You know, because Aaron Judge has the ability to decide what balls are used when he's at the plate, right? So that's definitely cheating, right? 
Oh, and uh, then I was told about the iPad. We all remember, you know, whenever it was in the LCS or whenever it was, Aaron Judge, there's a photo of him looking, you know, like he got caught with something. But it was really much ado about nothing, him with the iPad. that Not cheating, okay? Again, not cheating because if the Yankees were using technology in the dugout, I'm sure there would have been an investigation and somebody would have gotten in trouble for it. So Aaron Judge is not a cheater, doesn't need to cheat, right? When you are a, to be fair, a low-end type reliever, as Jay Jackson is, and you throw six sliders in a row to Aaron Judge, and the sixth one is a meat hanger, what do you expect is going to happen? And yeah, I know the eyes darted before that pitch was thrown, but you know, whole reason this thing kind of blew up is because Aaron judge hit a home run, a massive home run during the at bat. But you know, let's, let's talk about the, the, the realities of things here is if you're tipping pitches or if uh, you know, there's a, there's a giveaway for some, it's not cheating. That's gamesmanship. That's baseball. Whatever you can pick up on in between the white lines is fair game, you know. And <laughs> it, it, it got testy, you know. John Schneider's calling somebody fat boy. Pete Walker's yelling at people to stay in the box. The whole thing was it was a complete farce, and you know. Aaron Boone tonight's yelling at somebody that they're fucking crazy. And, and it, it's it's just a joke. And I think Mark DeRosa said this on MLB Network earlier today that um, it's cute what the Blue Jays are trying to do because they want to be relevant so bad. They want to have a rivalry with the Yankees so bad that that they're just basically creating things. You know, like Vlad, like, this is my house. Yeah. Like your house, Vlad, like last year when Aaron hit 61 and the Yankees clinched the division in your house, right? So, I mean, like, this is what broke my heart about Don Mattingly is that not only did the Yankees not want him, essentially, he went to probably my most hated team in baseball right now. Yeah, it's always going to be the Red Sox and it's always kind of going to be the Astros and it's, you know, the... I don't really hate the Rays. I just hate that they're so good for what they are. But I really think that because they're just a cocky bunch of pricks that never won anything. You know, you can hate the Astros and they can be as cocky as they want to because they win. Cheating or not, they win. They went to how many consecutive ALCSs? They went to how many World Series? They won again last year. I mean, so... You know, you hate them, and they can be cocky about it, but they got the rings to back it up. What do the Blue Jays have to back up their cockiness? No, they want to they be in a, a fight with the Yankees so bad. They want to be relevant so bad that they're going to accuse Aaron Judge of cheating. And speaking of cheating, right? Domingo dumbass over here on Tuesday night gets caught with sticky shit on his hands. Doing. This is the same umpiring crew that warned him about this in in April, right? They let him go for that, and then he comes back and does it again. Especially a night after everything that happened happened. Now you're just feeding into the narrative that Aaron Judge is a cheater because the Yankees actually have a cheater on their 
on their ball club, right? And it's not even a and if you really want to take what the real relevance and the real importance of what Domingo Herman did <clears throat> into account here, as you saw tonight, the Yankees had to get to the ninth inning with Ryan Weber and Albert Abreu because they don't have a bullpen. So now have to play shorthanded for 10 games because this idiot is suspended. In, uh, to, how the Yankees allowed this guy to stay on the team after the domestic abuse uh, situation is is ridiculous. And now he's put them in such a shorthanded position because of his own stupidity. And you could tell... <laughs> Boone never likes to throw anybody under the bus. And he was really pissed off with Herman. If you listen to the post game on Tuesday. And I mean, they just, I don't know until Carlos Rodon comes back, which is looking like the end of June is, is what I had heard that the Yankees are targeting the end of June for Rodon to come back. I, I, I guess uh, Severino will still be here, but if Sevy comes, Sevy's going to start on Sunday. That's an 11.35 game, by the way, because it's on uh, Peacock. So uh, don't sleep in on Sunday if you want to watch the Yankees. Um, I guess you could you get away with the rotation of Cole, Nestor, Schmidt, Brito, and Seve and just get this guy the hell out of here? Nobody really wants Clark Schmidt making more starts. But, I mean, when you're that dumb and you're going to uh, have – had that negative impact on the team like like Herman did. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have Clark Schmidt making starts. I know it's all about winning. I get it. You know, we look past a lot of things as as sports fans because we want to win, right? We know what a maniac a role as Chapman was, but for a while there he was our best option as closer. So we kind of ignored it. <coughs> you know, as long as Domingo Herman pitches well, people are going to ignore what he did. But you couple that with now this, you know, and what is Domingo Herman? I mean, he's a di- he really what he is is he's a dime a dozen guy. You can find anybody, you can find a lot of major league starters that do what he does, you know, keep you in ball games, go six innings, give up three or four runs. When he's good, he can be better than that. When he's worse, he can be a lot worse than that. You know, that's the prototypical four or five starter in major league baseball. Go find one. And don't say, oh, who are they going to get? It's not my job. I'm not the general manager of this team. That's what Brian Cashman gets paid to do. And if you want to continually be be shorthanded because of somebody's stupidity, then, you know, that's what you got to do, right? I mean, that's that's your MO. That's your prerogative as um, as the general manager, right? So... Oh, Domingo Herman, cheater. Aaron Judge, not a cheater. But this was a big, big series for the Yankees in, in, in the sense that the Mets actually showed up. They had an incredible win on Wednesday night. Came from behind three times uh, with three big home runs to beat the Rays. And then they won again on Thursday. So the Yankees had a chance to pick up ground. And also, you don't want to go to Toronto to split, especially after you took the first two. You're tired of listening to them run their friggin' mouths up there. So this was a big series. You know, it was a tough loss on Wednesday night. They didn't score. 
Oh, poor Chris Bassett had a sinus infection. So I go to work all the time with a sinus infection. It's, you're not that special, bro. Okay. Um, you know, they got shut down. They got walked off in the tent. And believe it, Wandy Peralta's allowed two home runs all year in the ball to Danny Jansen. Go figure. And Danny Jansen's career slug is like 200 points higher against the Yankees than it is anybody than against everybody else in Major League Baseball. So go figure how that shit works. That's baseball, Susan, right? So, but, you know, since Aaron Judge has come off the IL, he's pretty much been scorching right now. And it's amazing. It really is amazing when the MVP plays like the MVP, how much of a different feeling you have about this Yankee ball club. Because when Aaron, before Aaron Judge got hurt, he was not playing well. I mean, we can admit it. He wasn't playing well. And the Yankees were struggling to score. Now you feel like they're never out of a game because 99 is playing like the best player on the planet right now. Two home runs on Saturday. You know, a near miss on Sunday. Two home runs on, on Monday. Uh, another one on, on uh, Tuesday night. Another one tonight, nearly missed a second one. So the guy, he's just carrying this team right now. And it's it, it's lovely. It's beautiful when Aaron Judge carries this ball club. So, you know, you want to talk about the pitching tonight uh, on Thursday's game. And we really have to because I was in the stadium on Saturday and I saw Mike Scudero who runs the uh, – the Yap and Yankees podcast. It was great to see Mike. We've been trying to meet up for, for a while now, so it was great to catch up with him. But we were talking, and we said, is this going to be the Nestor regression season? And and he promptly served up a grand slam when we got back to our seats, right? So Nestor's, uh, Nestor's ERA over his last three starts was nearly 10. And then uh, it wasn't looking too good in the first inning when he gives up a home run to Bo Bichette. But he settled down. He got into the seventh. You know, I always love to rip Boone on his pitching uh, decisions. Right call. Absolute right call to go get Nestor uh, when he did, uh, to when he when he walked the leadoff batter in the seventh. The right call to get him because he didn't even look competitive in the at-bat. Um, but for Nestor to go six in a line, because that walk ended up scoring, to go six, allow two earned, Against uh, the Blue a Blue Jays team, I get it. Minus Fly Guerrero Jr., but still, <coughs> that's a really good performance, and it's hope hopefully something that you can build upon if you're um, if you're Nestor Cortez, and hopefully you get back on that streak when he had like however x of many however many starts he had with allowing two runs or less, and then even more with three runs or less because the Yankees need Nestor Cortez, man. They can't afford a Nestor regression season because you got Garrett Cole. Cole battled again on Wednesday night, six scoreless. He went, you know, a little bit into the seventh, allowed a couple of hits, but wasn't charged with anything. A couple errors, one of his own doing in the first, you know, robbed him of those pitches, as they like to say, where he couldn't go deeper in the game, but he pitched really, really well, you know, battled, grinded. That's what you want the, you want your ace to do. So you got Cole. He's rebounded nicely from from that shit show in Tampa on that Sunday. Um, don't know what you're going to get out of Sevy. You know, right now while he's working back, he's not going to be built up to go 100 right away. He's probably going to be around 80 pitches on Sunday. Herman, the dumbass, is suspended. You know, Brito. Look, man, 
We, I didn't like it. I thought it was being cute for the sake of being cute. You know, more dumb Yankees, smarter Yankees. It worked. The opener and then burrito coming in. It worked. Maybe they'll probably try it again. Um, and then Clark shit. I'm sorry, Clark Schmidt. All right. Um, so the Yankees really do need Nestor to be Nestor Cortez, especially if, if you're looking at maybe another six weeks without Carlos Rodon. And then, you know, when Rodon comes back, what are you going to get from him right away? You know, maybe it takes Rodon a month to really start feeling it. So, I mean, you know, it was a very encouraging outing from Nestor Cortez tonight. So you like to see that. You like to see the Yankees bats coming alive. Um, credit to Aaron Hicks, man. Three, three hits tonight. And that RBI single was huge uh, because inning previous that was the one where Judge just barely missed a home run. And then two guys that you don't expect to take bad at-bats in a situation with a runner on uh, scoring position in Rizzo and DJ took two bad at-bats and, and Judge was stranded at second. And then Oswaldo, the following inning, looks like uh, after he drives one into the gap, looks like he's going to be stranded at second. But Hicks comes through, right? No, nobody's been uh, – Beaten down on this show more than Aaron Hicks has been beaten down on this show, but you got to give him credit when he has a good game and he had a really good game tonight, three hits. And you know what? He should start tomorrow. I, he should start on Friday. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm advocating for Aaron Hicks playing, but you know, smarter Yankees, Aaron Hicks could be getting hot and you want to ride that. <laughs> what are your other options? You really don't have them at this point, right? I guess you want to say Cabrera should be left fielder, okay? But if Hicks Hicks is good, if Hicks is going to play. Let him play right now while he's showing you something, because you don't know how much longer it's going to last. So let him play on Friday. I have no problem with that. And if he takes no for, sit him down. If he has another couple hits, ride it, ride it. So, um. Like I said, I don't want to be super long tonight because um, I don't know how much more I have here. But there's, there is there is one thing that I do want to bring up. And I did make a video about it on Twitter, but I also want to bring it up on the show here. And that's Claybert Torres, right? Frustrating players in all of baseball. Okay, he just is. Because you know how good he can be. And you watch a game like the other night when you realize how much of a a losing player, Glaber Torres actually is. And I don't say that lightly, okay? We talked about the dog pile on this show before, and <clears throat> and it's like, who can you envision in the dog pile when the Yankees win 28? Obviously, you know, like Aaron Judge, Anthony Volpe, Garrett Cole. You envision Glaber Torres in the dog pile? And some of you will say yes, and I need, you know, and I, I want you to tell me why you feel that way. I would love to hear reasoning why you feel that he's a dog pile guy and it can't be his WRC plus because when I tweet that people say you can't trade Glaber Torres and tonight, whatever game that was, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Everything blends together nowadays, but when he had the two base running errors, had to be Tuesday night's game because that Vlad Guerrero got hurt on the play, the bunt, 
which thank God it didn't get down because then they would have walked Aaron Judge, and who knows if the Yankees win that game. And you got to take the shore out in, a, in that situation, and he's trying to get the out at second. You don't need to get the lead run out, you, the lead runner out. You need to get in out, one out. And speaking of, just to bring up that situation now, Clay Holmes has looked a lot better his last couple of times out, right? I'm not ready to say he's the closer again, but he's looked a lot better his last couple of times out where now you feel maybe a little bit more confident that he could possibly be a weapon for this team uh, going forward once again. So that was nice to see out of Clay Holmes. But now you tweet that and you get a lot of people that agree with you and then the ones that don't. And the first thing that they want to do is they want to tell you how stupid you are. I'm kind of, I admit, I'm stupid, right? Okay, I say, okay, I'm, I'm dumb, all uh-huh. right? And then they follow it up with his WRC plus. Guys, I never said he was a bad offensive player. I never said he was a bad baseball player. I don't think he's a winning player. I don't think he's a high IQ player. And he's a guy that should be traded off this ball club, okay? That's just my opinion. You want to disagree with me? Go ahead and disagree with me. Give me other reasons besides that I'm stupid and there's WRC+. plus. If you can give me another reason besides one of those two, then I'll take you more seriously. Okay? And the people that I absolutely don't take serious at all are the ones that want to rip Anthony Volpe, okay? Because if you are having trouble distinguishing the difference between Anthony Volpe and IKF, I don't know how to help you, okay? That is something that I am not qualified for. I have a a business degree that I didn't even use from a North Jersey university, okay? So you could tell me what that's worth, okay? So I'm not a licensed psychologist, psychiatrist. I didn't go to like super Harvard psychiatry school, so I can't help you. But I'll explain this to you like this, right? If you don't know the difference between IKF and Anthony Volpe, right? Like people are like, oh, if you're going to rip IKF for not making plays, you got to rip Anthony Volpe too. No, you don't. You can say things like Volpe's been sloppy defensively. He's got to clean that up. You know, we can't have that error in that situation. Those are fine things to say, right? Okay. Those are all fine things to say, but to want him to be ripped, like IKF got ripped, you're dumb. People like to say, I'm dumb. You're dumb, number one. And number two, the kid's 22 years old. He's a rookie. That's just a habit we want to get in. Now we're going to rip our rookies. And IKF, you know, you want to blame it. You want to, you want to get on people for ripping on IKF. Blame Brian, you know, get on Brian Cashman. It's his fault. So shortstop after shortstop after shortstop not get signed here. Kept hearing about this kid, Volpe. Kept hearing about Peraza, right? Then we got a friggin' stopgap shortstop. He's a defensive whiz. And he wasn't because he wasn't a shortstop. That's Brian Cashman's fault. And you factor all that other stuff into it. And obviously, IKF's going to get the brunt of it. No, there's no correlation to IKF and Anthony Volpe. And there's no reason we should be ripping Anthony Volpe. The kid's 40 games into his major league career. Now, let's be a little bit patient with him. If he's still making these same errors, 
in 2024, 2025, then yeah, let's get on them here. Because you you people are the same people telling me I'm stupid for for wanting Glaber Torres traded because of his mental lapses on defense. That I'm stupid, but then you want to rip a 22-year-old rookie for making an error. Glaber Torres has been in the league since 2018 now. All the shit that I want cleaned up from him should have been cleaned up years ago. It's not going to get cleaned up because that's who Glaber Torres is. And we're going to get in the habit of booing and wanting to and ripping rookies 45 games into their careers. Then what's the point? Let's just have more IKFs because Anthony Volpe is an electrifying baseball player. He's smooth around the back. He turns a great double play. You saw the big home run that he hit tonight. Once he learns and really masters the strike zone, which he already has a really good grasp on because you never see this kid chase pitches, he's going to be a top-tier offensive player in this league. And he does have to clean up a little bit around shortstop. We've seen him make a few errors now recently. Doesn't mean he's bad. Doesn't mean that he needs to be ripped. He's that he's 22 years old. So give the kid a fucking break. Break. I got to get out of here. I think my voice is, is done now. I think it held up as long as it could. But we wanted to get out a new show this week. Um, uh, so the Yankees are off on Monday, so we'll be back live on NYY News TV on Monday. Hopefully, everybody will be there. I have <laughs> early reports, rumors, sources are saying that we'll all be together on Monday. Um, so definitely 8.30 Monday night, NYY News TV for the next live episode. But I want to thank everybody for your continued support of NYYST and NYY News TV. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for listening and watching episode 332 of the NYYST podcast. I'm the only one here, so I get to say goodbye. Peace! Competition, but if you go against me, you the opposition. But if you want to look like you can close the distance, I'ma give it a forever since you're so persistent. Uh, with you, I'm just practicing, cause I'm back to back. Let's get back to winning. As a matter of fact, I'm not that forgiving. Cause you did this to yourself, that's a bad decision.